Hey, welcome to this episode of the Layers of Design podcast. I am your host, Ebehi. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to appreciate you for tuning in. We're two episodes away from our 50th episode. Wow. This is almost unimaginable that we've come this far. (laughs) I've truly enjoyed sharing experiences and stories of different architects, designers, creatives (laughs) with all our listeners, and hopefully you were inspired along the way. Well, this week, I have the pleasure of getting to know more about Colin Montout. He's a licensed architect and the director of Montout Architects Planners in New York. Colin shares how he got started in architecture, his journey through school, and some lessons learned from one of his most influential mentors, Max Bond. Speaking on the challenges architects of color face in the profession, Colin shares the importance of having your voice heard and sharing the knowledge that you have gained. Now, relax and enjoy this episode. Hey, Colin, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you, and I can't wait to get this conversation started. So welcome. Well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And any opportunity to talk about architecture and design and uh, what, it can, what it can mean for people, I'm, I'm always happy to do it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem at all. So let's start with what got you into architecture and design and what your passion is for it. Sure, sure. Um, well, as many architects say, or, or some at least, I, I've always wanted to be an architect. Right? Uh, uh, but, uh, but the truth is, um, in ter- before I knew what architecture was, I, I felt at a very young age that I was asking, um, asking questions um, in a way that, as I look back, could be interpreted as, as sort of architectural questions, you know, trying, to make, trying to make connections between things that don't necessarily connect. I think is is the things thing that architects uh, are are able to do. So that that sense of looking at things started quite quite early early for me. Okay, and can you tell me about your educational and work experience? Oh, absolutely. Um, I went to the New York Institute of Technology in in New York City. Studied architecture there. Uh, started um, and. I, I got into, let's put it this way, I started before I knew what architecture school entailed. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, so I started and it was not what I expected. So I actually uh, did a couple of years and, and actually dropped out and uh, somewhat, somewhat disillusioned. So um, I, I, and I didn't know why, I knew that this was a, path I wanted to take but I didn't I didn't really quite understand it I didn't um, I, I didn't have any architects or, or sense of architecture in my in my family or in in, in my history mm-hmm. so it was this thing out there I had a sense of what it was but what it really was I didn't know so what you know what I was able to do is I, I sort of um, I left and I started to do other things with my life um, what? What well, did you do, if you don't mind? <laughs> yeah. no, that's quite all right. Uh, well, this is kind of, it's, it might get a little dicey. Uh, <laughs> I, I worked, 
I worked in galleries um, in Soho, Soho in New York City. I worked in in a number of galleries. I worked um, in promotion um, um, clubs and and events and and things like that. But it was all, you know, back then it was all the same sort of circle of people. You know, you you had uh, you know the same people that you were were working with in the galleries during the day, you sort of saw at night at various events mm -hmm. and, and, and things like that. So it was this circle, and this was when Soho in New York was kind of the Soho of people's kind of uh, memory. Uh, it was, a, you know, a kind of an artist enclave. Uh, so I, w I, was in a, I'm in the, I was in the midst of, of, of all of that. And, and what, it, what, it, what it allowed me to do you know, getting back to the question of question of architecture, is that I think I realized, and and this caused me to go back. You know, when I went back to school, I think I realized that I didn't have the tools or the experience to ask the questions or to interpret life in a way that made architecture meaningful and useful. I I, I needed some some lived life. Oh. To be able to to uh, both uh, succeed and to pursue architecture in a way that 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 fulfilled what my expectations of the profession. So I sort of lived life <laughs> for a few years, and and it allowed me to go back with a new purpose, a new meaning, and to pursue architecture and get out of it what I felt um, was its was its promise, its purpose. So uh, went back to school. I met my now wife and and finished up and and kind of started my 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 career in architecture. Hmm. Well, that's very interesting that you you know that you felt or rather that you enjoyed or lived the lived life and that gave you a different perspective of architecture. I don't think a lot of people, at least I know, of course myself and um, the people I went to school with. You know, we didn't get almost like that chance and develop that level of maturity before jumping back into the profession. Yeah, well, well, let's, uh, I, I, I can speak in hindsight and say it was kind of a thoughtful and, uh -huh. and uh, it was done with a lot of forethought, but life kind of imposes on you what what yeah. you need, what you need when you need it, let's say. That's true. And, um, and I think, I think looking back, uh, I can reflect on it um, in the way I do now. So now I know that you have your own um, design studio. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. I, I and just to clarify that I I both have my own sort of collaborative studio, but I also work for a very large um, large entity. And you talk about that, you know, how all of that gets together um, comes together. In a minute is I've I've always known that I wanted to have my own practice so I can okay. sort of serve uh, clients in a way that um, that I think um, you know architecture should right so I've always known that that's something I wanted to do and wherever I've worked throughout my career that there were these sort of nuggets that I've I've sort of taken away and put it kind of stored in a bag and I tell. Mm -hmm. I tell I tell your architects to always always do that to sort of um, 
sort of take away with you what works and discard what doesn't as you go through your professional career and kind of understand why things work and why certain things work and certain things do. So I've always, uh, I've always done that with an understanding, you know, someday I think I want to have my own practice. And as I've, as I've worked, I've you know, taken things with me um, until the point where you know, I worked for a large firm in the city and I got to a point where I, I felt, okay, let me, now's the time, right? A lot of architects, okay, now's the time either through, either you get a project or through economic, you know, economic re, uh, yeah. reasons, you, you kind of go out there and I do it. And that's what I, that's what I was able to do. Um, unfortunately, I, I had a, pro a fairly sizable project that allowed me to kind of get out there and do my, and do my thing. Um, so that's that's uh, you know that's a path that many architects have, have kind of followed and and taken. So I I got out there and you know I you know but there was a, a residential project and then there was a restaurant and then there was a project overseas that I was able to do and things sort of snowballed to 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 a certain certain degree and and I was able to work with collaborators um, that uh, people I respected and trusted and mm -hmm. and, uh, and really you know, really helped uh, make the work what I what I hope it would be okay and so so with I'm curious so with your mm -hmm. own practice and you working at the large firm how mm -hmm. does that work I mean you must be very busy <laughs> I am very busy, but it's a it, it's a collaborative effort. Uh, you know, I've, I've you know I I'm fortunate that I know a lot of smart, talented people that share my aspirations okay. and my goals for the work and for the profession. And and we're we're in a time that the notion of a virtual practice and collaborations and things like that are are a lot easier than, than they might have been in the past. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've, I've sort of always worked this way, um, even at the sort of at the early, you know, when when the idea of an online practice first um, became a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always worked in a very collaborative way. So I've got, you know, I've got friends on the West Coast, I've got friends in Haiti, I've got friends in, in you know in asia i've got friends in india and we come nice. together we come together in this virtual space and we 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 attack problems and and uh, whether i'm doing a you know doing you know this is residential you know residence that i've been working on on long island in new york a you know, passive house that that is just that is just uh, that we just completed uh, i was working with a colleague in and actually, in in Australia, a friend of mine, he started. We started the project together. He lived one place, and by the time uh, we finished, he was living somewhere else. He had gotten married, and we can we were able to continue the project. And now it's being constructed. So this idea of this network of like-minded people pursuing interesting work is something that it's. I think it's an exciting time mm -hmm. um, for us as a as a as a profession. And 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 makes the makes the work better and stronger. Definitely, and I love how global your practice is. You know how you get you have all of these connections all over, and definitely it sounds like you see the benefit in connecting globally with different designers. 
Yeah, I think that's and that's that gets back to my you know my early sense of what architecture is and what and and the power of what architects can do, where we can take uh, disparate disparate things that perhaps don't necessarily make sense or 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 look or or perhaps don't inherently seem like they connect and make connections. Mm-hmm. And through through those connections, make new things, make newness. Uh, I I think that's the that's our that's our superpower, if you will. That we're you know we're able to connect, uh, make connections where where others you know others see others see difference. So the fact that you know being able to connect with someone in you know in Beijing or someone in Mumbai or someone in you know like I said, I've got a you know a good friend and. And longtime collaborator um, in in Haiti. He's got a studio. Um, uh, his name is Hervé. Uh, give him give him a shout out. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's a, a super talented guy, and and we we you know we talk often about his sort of reality working in a very complex complex um, situation down in down in Haiti, and and what you know what I can bring or what someone else can bring from another place to, to mm-hmm. reinterpret or rethink uh, what he's doing. And those, those creating those connections are, I think the most exciting thing about, about what we do as architects and, and really allow us to unlock the potential of the professional. Oh, wow. Definitely. Definitely. You know, that is actually very encouraging and inspiring because for me, through Layers of Design, I've had the chance and I feel so lucky that I have this platform where I can, you know, reach out to so many different architects and interview them on their, on you know, and see like the, the kind of the way they think and their thought process. It mm. is very inspiring because at the end of the day, everyone has honestly been different, you know, and even if we, you know, even if everyone does the same profession and we arrive at the same goals, which is of course to create beautiful, meaningful spaces, everyone thinks differently, but arrives at that same goal. So it's honestly very inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in, you know, and there's the part of, there's a part of the profession that sort of gives back to you that, mm-hmm. that feeling that you can, you can take whether it's um, you can take immaterial things mm-hmm. and make and make concrete things. Uh, mm-hmm. You can take ideas. You can take words. You take references, images, history, and you can make this new thing that is somehow connected to all of that, all of those um, immaterial things. And that's uh, that's exciting. Definitely, <laughs> that's, really, that's really an exciting an exciting thing and the possibility of of, of our profession. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I want to delve into some of your designs, right? First of all, I want to know what inspires your designs. And if you can, you know, while talking about that, if you can give us like an example, maybe of either your most challenging project or your most fulfilling project. Yeah, um, let's see. I, I think that there's sort of two ways to think. I might, I might want to think about that. So, so the personal, you know, my my own practice um, is is very often at the at the scale of the of the individual, right? So it's it's either a um, some kind of perhaps a residence or 
a um, let's say some small commercial space. So it's really focused on on the, ex the experience of the of the of the individual within space within a specific specific time and the and and the story and the story the narrative that wants to play out for that individual um, when they when they're in the space or when they engage the space. So I'm really quite interested in in in, in stories at that at at that level. I mean, doing you know doing school. I don't recall where exactly where this came about, but somehow I I, I realized that um, I needed to be better at telling stories, okay. and that connecting architecture to some narrative skill. So I actually studied a little. Um, I actually studied script writing and a little bit of filmmaking, and a lot of my influence comes from sort of filmmaking and 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 that and that world and kind of thinking about um un stories that unfold through space and time so that sort of thing so i actually studied some of that school and that really to this day it influences me quite a quite a bit this this idea that we are somehow players within some larger mm -hmm. some larger story some larger narrative that that um that you know that we move through on a daily basis and the degree to which we we can you know we make connections or we allow as architects certain stories to to unfold i think that that really that really interests interests me a great deal um it's sort of that so at that scale i think i think a lot of my work is based on you know that fundamental idea um at the larger scale, you know, for my, you know, for, you know, the work that I, I do for various firms that I've worked for, it's often at the scale of the city, large urban design and infrastructure and transportation projects. I've always tried to work on, on projects um, that have had a sort of public interest, uh, kind of a large scale of projects. Um, with the idea that the practice is able to influence and you're able to impact the greatest number of people um, when you're working on these large works in the public interest. So I, I focused on transportation projects, infrastructure projects, um, urban design projects, and things like at that scale. So. I'm sort of working at either at the at the scale of the individual and the scale of the city to you know to a large extent, and of course everywhere in between. But those are those are the two extremes where where I think a lot of throughout my life a lot of my work has been has been focused. Enjoying the episode so far, I bet <laughs> we're two episodes shy from our fiftieth episode, and it's going to be a memorable one. It will be a Sketch It Out webinar on December 13th at 1 p.m. with a very special guest, and we hope you'll be able to join us. Stay tuned for more information and subscribe for updates at layersofdesign.online. Now let's continue with the episode with Colin Montaut and listen out for the great advice he gives young architects. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, I was going to point that out, that it seems like you've been working a lot with two extremes. 
that must be how is that like you know when you you're transferring from working on a smaller scale project to having to kind of recalibrate to focus uh, on a larger scale well i think they feed off each other um some of the you know some of the some of the ideas uh about about um about materiality mm-hmm. um, about about light about um, texture, about time, all of these things sort of scale up. And when you scale up, you have to look at them through, through, through a new lens, but it's the, it's the same issue. You're still affecting, affecting, or, you know, when it, in the best case scenario, you're still affecting people mm-hmm. and, you know, with these same, same tools, um, but you're just doing it at, at the larger, at the larger scale. Uh, and it's really about understanding how to how to make sure that these things, as much as you can, these things, uh, again, you know how they scale up and and how you're able to to bring architecture to the masses, right? <laughs> what, yeah. You know what we do, you know what what we do. How can you how can you, you know, how can you scale up architecture for you know? I I always say that. The people that need architecture the most often have the least access to it. Yeah. So the challenge, the challenge is how yeah. you scale up those those things, that sensibility, so you affect people at the at the larger scale, at the public, at the public scale. Well, that's that's something you just said. Something that the people that need architecture the most are the ones that have the least access to it. Yeah, it's the truth. It's it's it, you know the people that we. You know, and I'm trying to think of the architect that said it is that is that we work for, you know, we don't we don't generate our own work, right? We work mm-hmm. at the best of clients, and if we're lucky, we we're able to uh, have clients that uh, track along with our own beliefs and interests, and 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 sort of want to um, sort of get a get on board with our beliefs and our, our you know and the way we see the way we see the world and then you know there are clients that sort of are disconnected from from the way often i speak for myself the way i often see the world or or the impact that architecture and the work they're doing can have on on people and then it's up to me to use my tools my experience my skills to to try and influence them mm-hmm. um try and convince them that um, some of the things that I think are important, that they should think they're important, and that there are opportunities, untapped value and opportunities in their work that, um, that, they, can, that they, they can develop, and hopefully for them at, at no, co- no additional cost, um, <laughs> that you know, there are things that their project can access to, whether it's uh, some greater meaning, some greater value to themselves or perhaps society, you know, there's there's untapped richness there that they can that that they can access, and that's that's a large part of our skill that that mm-hmm. that, that advocacy for you know building it better, um, you know, building it uh, in a way that has a, a greater meaning, uh, greater value to not just solve the problem that they've come to me to solve but there's some larger larger uh, agenda um, whether it be social or, or or what have you that you know there's more there's more value uh, in their project that can be tapped yeah. if, uh, 
you know, if we go down certain certain paths. Definitely. Um, so I want to talk about breaking boundaries as a black business owner in the architecture profession, or even just mm. as a black designer, sure. an architect. So how has your experience been with that? Challenging. <laughs> uh, okay, easy answer. Uh, but uh, but you know, I've 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 been fortunate to work for. I worked for Max Bond. Okay. Uh, fairly early in my career, and he really kind of really quickly because um, I mm. don't I actually don't know who Max Bond is. That's quite all right. He's he's the I would say the in terms of. Um, in the past 30, 40 years, um, I, I, he's, a, he's a preeminent architect of, of, of color um, in terms of influencing architects and architecture. You know, I, 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 I mean, I can speak about him with, with great, with great pa passion and, and, and appreciation. He, um, he worked with um, fairly early on with David Ajay on, um, okay. on the on the uh, Museum of African Culture in Washington, D.C. So, so he was part of the early team working with David on, on the museum. And, um, and he was sort of the right person to, to work with David on that project because he sort of created, yeah, within the United States, created a sort of a line, a connection back to um, through, through, through history of through the history of um, architects of color in the United States. So he, he creates that, for me at least, I'm gonna speak for myself, he creates that connection to, to many architects, um, many, many we know and many we don't, don't, don't know about uh, through, through history in the United States. And, um, and he had a great influence on, on me, taught me a great deal and most notably um, regarding a person of color in architecture um, was is that ar architecture very much is is about culture, mm -hmm. and and as a architect of color, black architect, you really have to fight for your right to fight for your right to have a voice as to the 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 cultural impact. Of architecture, and that's and so much of it is a, is about that. Where you you know you're constantly you're constantly in a a, a struggle mm -hmm. to have that voice to say that okay, this architecture you you know you're saying it's about this, but it needs to be about this. It needs to mm -hmm. be about this. It needs to be about this as well. All of these other narratives need to be applied to the work as you as you, whatever the project may be, whatever scale, there, there are other stories that need to be told. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and as architects of color, we always have to fight for the right for those other stories to be told. Um, and that's really, that for me, that has been one of the primary challenges of, of the work that, that you know, and this is, this is what Max told me, he said, listen, Colin, you're gonna have to, <laughs> it's gonna be a constant fight for oh, wow. you to to um, impose other narratives on on stories that are being told on work that's being that that's being created on uh, on the architecture that you are 
you're involved with, and then and that for my right to have a say in what what those stories are. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 been the I think the largest you know one of the greatest challenges, and of course the you know the the fact that there you know there there aren't a lot of us. Um, yes. <laughs> And um, so, the, so the unicorn thing. There aren't a lot of others, and and that we are, you know, we need to always be working towards uh, expanding expanding the number of uh, women in architecture. The the, the more uh, more architects of color, the more architects of across all all uh, stripes and. And, and realities because for for us to for architecture to achieve its true potential mm-hmm. it needs to it needs to encompass all these stories and all these narratives and we have to as a you know, when we practice we have to be working towards this this larger possibility of what architecture can bring to not to society. Definitely. I love what you said about architecture um, reaching its full potential by encompassing all of these, you know, all of these different cultures. Absolutely. And that's, uh, and that's what, that's what it's about. I mean, that's what it's about for me. Yeah. You know, what, you know, what stories can I tell and how can I advance the profession through, you know, through bringing other, other possibilities to it. Yeah. So going back to your, your mentor or, you know, um, yes, going back to your mentor, do you think having a black mentor helped you in your career? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, he was, again, when I was, when I was coming to the profession, I mean, Max, Max was it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I mean, he was, you know, he was, okay, who, you know, when you look around and you don't see many people like you, yeah or, or that have had any any similar experiences it's a challenge it's a challenge um not that you're going to follow their exact um path mm-hmm. but but that there is a possibility out there that you can you can at least latch on to and either advance or 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 branch off of so having having him and i'm Really early in my career, and being able to work with him, and and being able to um, have him be very, just be so he was just so incredibly generous. I mean, he was a you know he he was leading this this large this huge firm, and he always had time for me, and mm-hmm. and um, I, I I don't think I would have done anything. You know anything near what what I've been able to do without without his um, his guidance and, and incredible generosity. Oh wow! So how do you see now? Because right now everyone with every, with everything that's going on, we're holding you know the professional the profession accountable, right? For mm-hmm. bringing out black architects and black designers because we are there. <laughs> So, yeah. how do you see the future for Black architects? Yeah, I think, I think, as architects and and Black architects, we you know we have to you know we have to both we have to engage in a conversation that that allows 
our voice to be part of every conversation we we have in some way now again we you know we work for clients uh, we don't generate you know we're not artists we don't roll out a canvas and, yeah. and create and create work um, um, outside of uh, you know we could but uh, you know for, for for most part we work at the best of of, of clients um, but I think I think we, we we have to work to forward our voice mm -hmm. in whatever in whatever work we do and we also have to work to elevate fellow architects fellow black architects fellow architects of color mm -hmm. um, we you know we have to it, it it has to be part of our mission as architects first and foremost like i said before um if you believe in the profession, if you believe in the possibility of the profession, what it can do for uh, for society, you have this. This just has to be something we do. Um, so we have to look for opportunities to elevate um, um, other architects of color, elevate elevate women through through the profession, uh, whatever it may be. It's the, it's, it's the only way. Um, so in terms of the possibility, I think I think at this particular moment that mm -hmm. we're that we're all going through it's i think it's an opportunity um arch architecture and architects i'd like to say are, are inherently optimistic uh, <laughs> people <laughs> and i and it's really it's truly um an opportunity to advance the profession and and elevate each other and that's what we should be looking to do well i really I really feel, I guess I'm really excited <laughs> and also in particular that you kept emphasizing on the fact that we have to fight for our voice. You know, we have to try our best to put our voices out there because, I mean, that's true. This is a vital moment for us to really step up and because I feel like right now the world is listening, right? We have this perfect time almost <laughs> where everyone is all ears right we fought for everyone to listen and pay attention so this is a time that we really should be stepping forward absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. and 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 furthermore the the tools to do so unfiltered as mm -hmm. you're currently doing mm -hmm. the tools to do so are readily available they yep. are affordable yes. and um, of course, access to various means aside, I think we are we are in a moment where where the the ability to project our voice and to impact the world around us has never been better. So it's really, truly, um, the right time and the right and the right and the right moment to be you know, to take advantage of, of these tools. These this ability to project uh, new stories and new 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 narratives. Um, mm -hmm. Wow! So you know, my next question was actually going to be what mm -hmm. you will tell the younger generation, like myself, <laughs> of black <laughs> architects. You know that we're mm -hmm. just starting our careers and just like sure. trying to figure it out. So I was going to ask, what would you, what advice would you give us? What advice? Um, <laughs> I joke in the in the arc of uh, 
you know, in the arc of an architectural profession, I feel like I've just started. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. I, you know, what I would say is that you, you know, be, be ravenous consumers of information and difference mm. and always look to make connections um, by, um, by whatever means. Um, look for look for the opportunity to uh, whether it's you know whatever you know whatever skills you may have whether you know some people write well some yeah. people are you know good at graphics some people whatever means whatever skill that thing that you do well all of those are are um, valuable in in becoming a, a, a an architect that's that's able to make a difference and to affect people's lives so take advantage of what you do best and mold it into something that tells um uh, a greater story and helps to advance advance your work uh, i wasn't you know i was in in school you know we focused very much on um sort of a certain his certain um, area of architecture, kind of a very modern area of of thinking, but I left school sort of lacking in the ability to tell my story and stories in certain ways. So I had to I had to build that once I once I left, uh, and I learned it's really, I mean, I'm as much a storyteller as anything, mm-hmm. and when I'm working with clients, I'm always building building story, building, you know, making connections, um, helping them um, sort of reveal things that they didn't otherwise, otherwise think was either possible or, or um, kind of achievable uh, for them. So you can do that, again, through, you know, through words, through images, through, you know, all of these various means of, of being able to do that. I, th- I think that's the most important skill and most important power we have as architects, making those connections. And you can do it in many different ways. And, 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 I, and I tell young architects, what do you do well? What do you like to do? Because that can help you advance as an architect. Develop, strengthen, develop that. Um, and I think, I think it'll take you, it'll take you far. Wow, that's great advice, actually. Focusing on our strengths. <laughs> Focusing on your strengths because it all is part of a personal, you know, of, of your your architectural path and your architectural mm-hmm. story, and it all leads towards um, a career in the profession, a long-lasting career in the profession. That you know, one that you know, we all want some meaning and affecting people's lives and yeah. and making and making change in a powerful and meaningful way. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Colin, for, you know, taking the time to talk to me and just share your different ideas and share your experience. It's been great. And I was taking notes the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) No, happy, happy to do it. Uh, It's, um, you know, as architects, we're lucky. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think we're, I think we're, we're lucky to be in this profession. And I think we are at a unique time that needs the way we think the way we look at the world, how we, you know, how we um, try and solve difficult problems. I think our, the way architects think is what 
is what is in great need now and it's a great opportunity that we should all take advantage of definitely thank you so so much colin for coming on today you're, <laughs> you're quite welcome <laughs>